1: The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley.
0: And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today we have our usual Friday market outlook for wheat and canola, which have taken a dive in prices this week. Schooler Canada has opened a high-speed flax facility in Regina at a cost approaching $10 million. Real Agriculture talks with a farmer from Abbotsford, B.C., and the cleanup after severe flooding this winter. Farm Credit Canada promises to support farmers through the fifth wave of the pandemic. We have a market outlook on mustard from this week's meeting in Saskatoon, and a plant-based cheese product may be on the way. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour.
1: This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan
0: Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. Grain prices were moving downward this past week. PI Financial Commodity Futures advisor Adam Picallo says wheat is down about 37 cents a bushel and canola has dropped $58 per metric tonne.
2: Well, Jim, starting off on the canola front, the March contract declined approximately $58 a tonne this week. Today, we're down approximately $8 as we're talking here to $976 a ton. On the Minneapolis wheat front, the decline has continued with the March contract down approximately $0.37 cents a bushel for the week. Today, we're down, as we're talking, $0.09 cents to eight eighty-six. So now on the, the March Minneapolis wheat contract, we're at levels not seen really since last September. And those were levels that really, when Minneapolis Suite broke higher and, and got above that $10 mark, but now it's looking like we could be headed back lower to that Possibly around 850 range. And right now, funds are in long liquidation, selling, possibly booking some profits. And that's definitely a trend that we are on right now, lower on the wheat.
0: And what's the factors pushing down both wheat and canola?
2: Well, let's start off on what happened this week in terms of the markets. There was a USDA report. On Wednesday this week. Overall, the report was more neutral for soybeans and corn and and a little bit more slightly negative for wheat. When it comes to canola, the soybean market is again seeing some long liquidation selling based on what is going on in kind of South American weather here, as well as to funds seem to be moving a bit to the sidelines, at least today here ahead of the three-day weekend. Monday is a holiday in the States with Martin Luther King Jr. Day, so that's one thing I'm kind of seeing here. You know, the USDA report really wasn't big enough to trigger new buying support on the soybean side, and again, traders will monitor the weather situation closely after rains next week and, you know, the following week, so I think that again, that those markets are, are bringing down canola here again canola being a relatively smaller market than those so we are seeing canola some profit taking ahead here right now in the beginning of the year what's the outlook for next week and beyond well again next week there's going to be the holiday on the monday and it really seems right now there's a lack of positive news for at least the wheat market here the, the short-term trend remains down with the sluggish really export demand and, and lack of serious weather threat for the winter wheat crops. So right now, again, that's something that could easily you know, keep this wheat in a downward trend or, or at least lower to sideways right now. And then again, next week, just watching to see if some of these trends continue. We might see a little bit more selling here before the winter is over yet.
0: Adam Piccalo is a Commodity Futures Advisor with PI Financial.
1: Yeah. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM.
0: This portion is brought to you by Seedmaster. No matter what you grow, Seedmaster has the ultimate seeding solutions for better crops and bigger profits. Seedmaster.ca Schooler has announced the opening of a high-speed flax facility in Regina at a cost approaching $10 million. The Vice President for Seeds and Processing at Schooler, Canada, Jeff Vipond says the facility is the first flax plant to open in Western Canada in nearly ten years.
3: Well, Jim, I think it's important as we talk about the Flax facility to just to put it into put it into context the The new flax facility we leverage the existing infrastructure that schooler has, so we've got a large pulse cleaning facility at Richardson, just on the outskirts of Regina that focuses on cleaning peas, lentils and canary seeds. So this location was just strategically selected for a number of reasons, from where flax is growing, from the inbound outbound logistical benefits of being in this location. So there was a lot of things that went into it, but creating Building this new plant on an existing site obviously allows us to leverage um, the rail siding that we have in place and the uh, other existing infrastructures that we have there. So obviously from an efficiency standpoint, from a construction standpoint, it helps us be able to focus our investment on the true cleaning capabilities of the plant. And that's really what we strive for. When we look at the site, we've invested over the last 36 months at this specific location, we've invested over $10 million at the site. Obviously, the bulk of that spend has been on the flax plant, um, but we've continued to upgrade and enhance the pulse cleaning side of the business. But like I said, the bulk of that spend is definitely for our new flax plant that we're excited about.
0: What is the capacity of the new flax plant?
3: What I would say there, Jim, is we will be able to clean flax at an industry-leading capacity the industry-leading uh, rate. And when I say that's really what we focused on here was we have, we have to clean flax to a high degree of purity to service this North American food ingredient marketplace and as well as the pet food market. There's growing demand in that pet food market. So we're excited about scaling up uh, what we've been able to do in the past and being able to more than double what we've been able to add into this marketplace in the past. So in order to, er or excited to grow with our Western Canadian farmers, partner with them to take their product and service a North American market first and foremost, but then we also see growing demand on the international side. So that's really what, what we focused on, Jim, was being able to clean to a high purity at a cost competitive rate.
0: And how many tonnes uh, per year will you be using?
3: Well, Jim, we'll start out. The facility, we've got significant growth capacity at that site. You know, I'll keep some of that industry uh, secret close to our chest here, but Schooler has in- been involved in the flax industry, flax cleaning for a number of years. This will more than double our ability to service that market, and we see opportunities to continue to expand at this site to, ad- to add in an additional cleaning line. It's the... Uh, volume grows so obviously this year uh, with the struggles with the drought that western canada experienced, unfortunately will be supply challenged to feed that location but we're obviously making the investment for the long term and we'll have the opportunity as uh, we get back to a normal production cycle knock on wood in this next growing season that we'll be able to take in a lot of flax from the uh, local growing region
0: why process flax? Like, I guess what I'm asking here is what products go to what markets from flax?
3: So the facility has the capabilities for... It's obviously the primary uh, goal is to clean flax. That's primarily what we're doing, whether we're servicing, you know, whether we're shipping a bulk bag coated into that ingredient space. So we're an ingredient supplier first and foremost. We also have milling capabilities. So. Lots of the ingredient companies, the bakery, the the food, uh, the supplement companies, the pet food companies, they either want it in whole form or they want it in milled form. So we've got the capabilities to do both. The facility is also organic certified. I think that's important that we've got the ability to handle organic flax at that location. We see growing demand In the healthy food ingredient marketplace for organic, so the ability to service that organic space is an exciting one for us as well. So, like I said, first and foremost is the North American food ingredient marketplace and pet food market, but we also see growth on the international side. I'd just say that we're excited about the investment, and and for those that aren't familiar with Schooler, uh, we've been licensed and bonded within Canada for over 25 years and we leverage the the heritage of our company. We're headquartered out of Omaha, Nebraska. We're a 130-year-old company, so we've been in the industry a long time. Uh, We value our partnerships with farmers and looking forward to continuing to service the local network and add value both within Canada and uh, within North America and internationally, uh, supplying the, the products that are produced right here in Saskatchewan and and shipping them all over to service a growing demand in the marketplace.
0: Jeff Vipond is the vice president for seeds and processing at Schooler Canada.
1: Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Osinaboya and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on the source 620 CKRM. This is your RealAgriculture.com
4: update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. This week on the Farmer Rapid Fire on Real Ag Radio, I had Rudy Meyer, who's a farmer from Abbotsford, British Columbia on the show. And I had to shorten the interview for radio because of the length. And what I thought I would do is provide you with the entire audio piece because Rudy's heartfelt description of some of the challenges, trials, tribulations that people in that area are going through in in the in the goal to try to repair the area after those floods that happened in late 2021. Of course, a lot of the attention, you know, it's not on the, the nightly news anymore, but the repairs continue to go on as people try to put back their farms and their lives post all of that rainfall that happened. So Rudy Abbotsford, when I think Abbotsford, I think about some of the horrific situation that transpired there at the end of 2021. How is the area recovering?
5: Uh, still recovering. I'd have to say, because, uh, there's a lot of people that are still displaced. Um, there's a lot of struggles that people are going through. Uh, not only just basic residents, but farmers as well. There's some farmers that have been out of their barns for four to six weeks. There's families that have been out for almost eight weeks. There's, you know, there's a lot. There's a lot. You want a list? I can give you a list, but that's, that's usually the, that's the easiest answer to give. But there's now both the step after that is kind of people just, uh, Getting back to the houses, renovating, replenishing those houses. Uh, farmers, you know, they're trying to, you know, whoever were displaced, moving their animals back. Um, some that are, you know, trying to, I guess, replenish the animals that they lost. Um, a lot of feed loss. Feed loss is huge. Uh, grain costs are extremely high right now and on top of that pretty much anything that was planted in grass was lost pretty much anyone that there's a big there's a large portion of farmers that lost crop loss to this winter. like i talked to my brother my older brother he went to dairy farm and he's probably gonna fall 400 acres under this spring because he's not gonna wait he knows not gonna come back and we're probably in the same boat and not that much land but we're gonna be following definitely 50, 60, maybe a hundred acres under and just try to get, try to get plowed under and planted early. And again, if that's going to be a struggle on its own, where we're going to be probably fighting each other for grass seed in spring as well. So, um, those are other mitigating costs and people are trying to, uh, yeah, alfalfa, and alfalfa is hard to just not. It's not only expensive now hundred dollars more than it was before the flood but the problem is getting it here the number five highway is shut down the number three highways shut down the number eight highway is gone that connects Merritt to suspension bridge um most truckers that are lucky enough to get uh, i guess a part in they're able to cross the border in alberta come across the state and come back up from the states because travel restrictions are so hard. You know, you need a permit to drop, tr- you need to actually apply for a permit to actually drive the number five uh, north-south because oh. it is it is it is wrecked. The number five highway is absolutely destroyed. The number three highway is barely squeaking through. Um, the number one highway is our only safe haven. But again, it, to go the long way around to get to Alberta is hard. Um, it's a windy but, uh, road. Yeah, well, that's the canyon. It's the Fraser Canyon. It's, that's the original highway through BC, right? So it's it's only a 2 laner and right again, there there's still travel restrictions. So if you're not going for business and you don't have an 18-wheeler, you're probably not going to be traveling anywhere. So again, there's all those struggles, and again, uh, everything else is kind of okay. But again, it's just. Oh, there's a lot of things to deal with, and uh, like, and and like I said, just getting farmers back is is hard. It's just, and a lot of I've talked to a bunch of them. Some of the older farmers are like, I don't even know if it's worth it. Some guys don't have a family, a son or a daughter to transition to. This has been your real agriculture update. You can find out more about this issue or
4: many others at realagriculture.com. Hey.
1: It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM.
4: The
0: official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Mainly cloudy with 30% chance of flurries. Winds up to 15 km per hour. The high, minus 9 today. Wind becoming south 30, gusting to 50 near midnight. Temperature rising to minus 5 by morning. Wind chill minus 18 tonight, minus 13 overnight. For Saturday, sunny, increasing cloudiness late in the afternoon. Wind south 30, gusting to 50, becoming west 20, gusting to 40. The high minus 1 tomorrow. Wind chill minus 13 in the morning, minus 7 in the afternoon. The low minus 2. Sunday cloudy, the high minus 1, the low minus 7. Monday cloudy, the high 0, 30% chance of evening flurries, low minus 19. Tuesday partly cloudy, the high minus 17, the low minus 24. Wednesday sunny, the high minus 20, the low minus 24. Thursday, sunny, the high, minus 12. Normal high is minus 11. The normal low, minus 23 for this date. The sun rose at 8.54 this morning. It sets at 5.21 tonight. And around the province, right now, the hot spot is Valmarie in the southwest corner at zero. The cold spot up North Island Falls at minus 19. Estevan is minus 11. Saskatoon, minus 8. Swift Current, minus 3. Weyburn, minus 8. Yorkton, minus 13. In Regina, cloudy and minus 9. That's 16 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the northwest at 10. Humidity is 87%. The barometer rising, 103.5. Cloudy and Moose Jaw, minus 7. Winds are from the north at 13. Once again, Regina, cloudy and minus 9. That's 16 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment.
1: You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley.
0: This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizers just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. Farm Credit Canada is offering to support farmers through the fifth wave of the COVID-19 pandemic. FCC Vice President for the Prairies, Shannon Weatherall, says farmers have faced several challenges during the past year. She says the lending agency is willing to offer supports like payment deferrals to reduce pressure and stress.
6: Supports, and it's challenging times like these where we can help. Those, uh, our customers, and those involved in the agriculture and food industry are very resilient. Um, and they, and that's an ongoing piece. But over the last number of months, we've seen more challenges than usual, perhaps, with respect to weather and supply chain issues. And then, of course, various phases of the pandemic, including this recent fifth wave, creating some additional challenges.
0: Tell me a little bit more about that. What has the fifth wave done to
6: farmers? So I think it's in conjunction with some of the other challenges. So depending on the individual customer and their circumstance. There's challenges created from the pandemic with supply chain issues, delays and rising input prices and costs, delays in equipment, maybe changing customer demand. So a number of different challenges on top of what we know were some severe weather challenges this past summer.
0: But what have you found? You already touched on this. What have you found with farmers? They've been, what, pretty resilient, you said?
6: Absolutely. We know um, agriculture is an industry with change, and those involved are very resilient generally, able to weather to weather impacts, rising input prices, supply chain disruptions. It's many things all at once that they're facing right now, and and they're working through it. And at times, they might need someone to speak with, someone to work with them on their individual situation. They might need support in terms of principal payment deferrals or loan schedule amendments. And that's what we want to do. We want to know that, want to let customers know that we're here to help. If they want to speak through their individual situation and talk to a partner, that's what we're here for.
0: Outline a little bit more detail. What are you offering producers? What kind of help?
6: Mm -hmm. We work with customers to come up with a solution for their individual operation on a case-by-case basis. But what that might include are uh, principal payment deferrals. We might do other types of loan payment schedule amendments or increasing credit lines to support our customers in short-term financing needs.
0: So I guess the key message here is you suggest farmers always keep lines of communication open? Absolutely.
6: Absolutely. If you're uncertain, if you're facing a challenge, if you want a partner to talk to, we're encouraging our customers to contact our FCC Relationship Manager. They can call our customer service center. Uh, We have a toll-free number, 1-888-332-3301. They can look on our website, and there's an email option as well. But really encouraging customers to reach out. Let's have a conversation, and, and we'll see what we can do to support you.
0: Shannon Weatherall is the FCC Vice President for the
1: Prairies. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on the Source 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan
0: Agriculture Today is brought to you by Dagelman Industries. Look to Dagelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies. Small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. Farmers planted more mustard seed last year, but average yields were only 400 pounds an acre, which works out to about eight bushels an acre. That will make it the smallest mustard export program in many years at about 60 to 65,000 metric tons. There is very little old crop available at this point, so little in fact, it's hard to put a price on it right now. Chuck Penner is with Left Field Commodity Research and provided the market outlook at the
7: Sask Mustard meeting. There's so little out there that it really won't matter what that top price is because there will be almost nobody left to sell at those levels anyway. The way that we often look at prices and things like that is to try and measure them against some sort of history. Um, And right now, we're way beyond any previous history. There's no measuring stick right now for where prices could go. The one thing is, though, is I would say, is that prices in Russia and Ukraine have leveled off. We have seen times even where Black Sea mustard has come into the u s and even with sky high ocean freight and so on, that could be happening again this year if Canadian prices just and and supplies just become impossible. Um, we could even see that happening with Canada producing such a small mustard crop. Russia has been filling some of the gap so far this year. Russia has exported sixty two thousand tons of mustard. Uh, And that's uh, more than double uh, last year's pace. So some very sizable exports compared to anything else they've ever done before. Uh, It's a really sharp increase. Uh, And so uh, if we look at Canadian exports, for example, a good month for Canadian exports uh, typically has been, I don't know, 12, 13, 14,000 tons. Uh, Not this year, of course, but that's kind of the case. And now Russia is exporting the last three months anyway, um, somewhere around 20,000 tons a month. So they they used to be a residual exporter. Now they're actually a larger exporter than Canada, at least they are right now. Penner is
0: forecasting a 100,000 acre increase in seeded mustard area this year, which works
7: out to about 30%. So lots of incentive financially to grow mustard. It's just whether seed supplies are going to be available. And then again, concerns about moisture and and all of that kind of stuff, which are significant. So what we're forecasting, uh, and it really is a guesstimate, let's be honest, it's a guesstimate that we're going to see about 30% more acres get up to about 400,000 acres in 2022. And again, largely depending on seed availability. And I think the bigger expansion is going to be again, like it was last year, uh, will be in brown and oriental uh, mustard. That's where that, I think that will happen. And for the most part, what that would suggest, given kind of a normal weather year unfolding, is that yellow would remain the stronger part of the market. Uh, if acres don't respond as much as, as they do for Brown or for Oriental. That's Chuck Penner with Leftfield Commodity Research and
0: the 2022 Mustard Outlook. Moving from mustard to barley, Sass Barley has a new chair following this week's annual general meeting. Keith Reavy from Munster is the Sass Barley chair, with Matt Enns of Ross moving into the vice chair position. Oat milk has seen huge jump in sales in Canadian grocery stores and now there may be a new cheese product from plants. On Tuesday, grocery retailer Save on Foods will join Regina-based Protein Industries Canada and Vancouver-based company Lumi Foods to launch a project which the companies say will enhance Canada's plant-based cheese market. The project aims to develop new products using crops such as oats, legumes and pulses. This week, during the Oats meeting for Crop Week in Saskatoon, two oat milk entrepreneurs told their story to the SaskOat Development Commission, Oats. Matt Diggleman is CEO at Saskatoon-based Harvest
5: Foods. Oat milk is the youngest of all those alternatives, and it has quickly risen to be the second largest alternative milk beverage, and it is also the fastest-growing alternative milk beverage. Um, in 2020, sales were approximately $4 billion worldwide, And that number is expected to grow to 10 billion by 2030. And with that, about 40% of the sales are occurring right here in North America. So we believe that the rise in oat milk popularity can be attributed to the many health benefits or the many benefits of oat milk. And we have kind of broken this down to three main benefits being its nutritional benefit, it's environmentally sustainable, and it accommodates people with dietary restrictions. Harvest Foods plans to market its oat
0: milk product in returnable glass bottles. The product is branded oat fresh from gluten-free oat seed stock. The Saskatoon Farm Toy and Collectible Show is coming up this weekend. The 33rd annual show is back following a one-year hiatus during the COVID pandemic. Neil Isley from Delisle says the collectors are happy about their return to the Western Development Museum. The show hours at the WDM are 5 to 9 tonight, 10 to 5 tomorrow and 10 to 4 on Sunday
1: the market updates with Jim Smalley on the source 620 CKRM
0: Market Update is brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea with new inventory arriving daily. They'll find a vehicle that fits your agriculture lifestyle, proudly serving Southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years. See Nelson GM today. Grain prices were reflecting downward movement in early trading today. Viterra prices for canola fell $12 at nine thirty three forty two number one red spring wheat went down four dollars and fifty two cents at three hundred ninety nine dollars and twenty five cents the rest were unchanged durham seven hundred twenty six dollars and eleven cents feed barley three hundred eighty three dollars sixty four cents flax one thousand four hundred seventy dollars fifty nine cents oats four seventy one fifty three yellow peas six hundred thirty two dollars eighty nine cents and feed wheat two sixty one sixty five at Minneapolis this morning. March spring wheat fell eleven and a quarter cents at eight dollars eighty four and a quarter cent a bushel.
1: It's the livestock reports on the Source six twenty CKRM.
0: The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn 842-4574. And now, the latest livestock quotes.
3: This is Grant Barnett with the Market Report. Heartland Livestock here in Moose 200 on offer at our Thursday regular sale, consisting entirely of cows. This cow market looked 3 to 5 stronger than what it was here last week. These good cows, 69 to 76. We did have the odd cow, and very few and far between at 80 and a half. Medium cow, 62 to 70. A thousand plus here for our yearling sale on Tuesday, January 18th. This is Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have a great afternoon.
0: And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices, this is for both the Brandon and Moose Jaw plants. Today's quote, $169.74 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This
1: is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online
0: Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. The Regina Exhibition Association has launched a public consultation on the future of the Brad Centre. An online survey is available for the next four weeks as the Exhibition Association studies the long-term planning for the 44-year-old facility. Exhibition Association officials will be available to answer questions from the public at the main concourse of the Cooperators Centre on Tuesday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. and at the Cornwall Centre on Thursday from 12 noon to 2 p.m. The Arena Planning Strategy Committee was created as part of the strategic plan. The committee will assess the current state of the Brand Centre, as well as identifying on potential capital investments in the facility for remodeling or building new. The results of the survey will be released in late February with a more detailed survey planned for March. The survey will look deeper into design issues for the Brand Centre, potential locations and funding options. On the markets, the TSX is down 66 points to 21,226. The Dow has fallen 230 points to 35,883. Oil has gained 75 cents to 82.87 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is down 19,100ths of a cent at 79.68 cents US. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada.
1: You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM.